Hello, and welcome to another episode of Walk-In's Welcome. I'm Michael Russell, and sitting next to me as always is... Gary Okazaki, Gary the Foodie. Hi, everybody. So, uh, welcome to part two of our end-of-year roundup. This is going to be a slightly shorter episode than part one. Sorry about part one, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no editing. Nobody, I'm sorry. We're nobody just, needs we're just a whole it. hour of us uh, talking about Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it wasn't really a whole hour about Pepto-Bismol. It was just, you know, the first couple of minutes. But. Okay, this this episode we're going to talk about our favorite... Well, one of our main topics is favorite bites of 2019. That's right. And who wants to go first? Let's start with Portland. Uh, I'll go first. I have uh, five of my favorite bites, and these are not ranked in any order. Uh, my favorite, oh no, uh, my one of my five favorite bites of the year was a baked quenelle of sole with lobster sauce American and fien herbs from Greg and Gabby. Bistragnus. Bistragnus. Oh, lovely dish. Oh, you had it? Yeah, we had it together, actually. We did? Oh, yeah, we did. Well, I had it a couple I think times. You'd had it, and then you told me that I had to try it, and we walked over there. God, I love that dish. It's so rich and decadent. Greg said this doesn't sell very well, which kind of surprises me. But that was one of my favorite dishes. Another one of my favorite dishes is from my favorite meal. of. Wait, let's go back and forth. Let's go back and forth. Okay. So uh, I made a top seven, so I'll have a couple extra. Okay. Um, And I'm throwing on the brisket jungle curry at Eam. It's a little bit boring because I think everybody's had it by now. And also because actually for me, the white curry... It's probably my go-to order there, hmm. but this really is, in many ways, the dish that launched our restaurant of the year because Matt and Earl from Eam paired these two things, Matt's brisket and Earl's jungle curry, together for the first time at a Feast Portland event, I think in 2016, and it was such a hit that they ended up opening a restaurant together, so I'm not sure how often that happens where a food festival collaboration results in a whole restaurant. Okay, back to you. Uh, another one of my favorite dishes of this year was the soba duck breast daikon dish from Notoguro's Super Hardcore Meal for my favorite meal of 2019 in Portland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ryan doesn't... I think that was the first... I think, if I'm not mistaken, Ryan said that... Ryan Roadhouse said that was the first time he actually done soba before. I don't know when you went, but I had soba in my meal, and he paired it with this, like, very kind of super seasonal Japanese succulent. Um, anyway, uh, my are, anything else you want to say about that? Nope. My two. I actually only have six. So number two, the zucchini and bone marrow dish at Barlow. Oh yeah, that was gonna be my next one. Woo-hoo! That was gonna be my I next one. I you okay. Yeah, that was my next one. Oh god, I didn't know if we'd have the same. Uh, uh, we didn't. We didn't talk about this before. So yeah, I, that's on my list too. Well, it's a beautiful dish where um, uh, uh, Chef Vince Wynn at Berlou he poaches bone marrow in rice vinegar, and then he tops it with these like really beautiful half moon circlets of sliced zucchini. I think there's also some cooked zucchini in with the bone marrow. And what's on top? Is it lavender? On Toasted top? lavender. Toasted lavender. It looks kind of like an Art Deco piece that you'd see at an antique shop somehow to me. And it tastes really, really good. I agree. Is what it... else do you want to say? Oh, I should do another because now yeah. I'm going to be way yeah. ahead of you. Um, so um, this is a place we talked about on our last episode. But 
the tempeh dish at Fermenter, oh. um, which is a sort of seared uh, house-made tempeh from this, you know, unusual vegan lunch counter that, um, you know, did three course lunches. And the reason I'm putting it on is just because I just had kind of turned my back on tempeh as a, as a protein. I, I'd been to too many Portland pizzerias or whatever, where they put this cardboard stuff on top and it tastes terrible. And here it's juicy and nutty and full of flavor. And it, it reopened me to delicious tempeh. Uh, Another one of my favorite dishes from Portland this year is a tripe and calvado stew from brunch at St. Jack. Uh, I actually went with Karen on a brunch smackdown between Bistro Agnes and St. Jack, and it's in the December issue of Portland Monthly. So if you're interested, you can read that. But I had one of the one of my least favorite dishes of the year and one of my favorite dishes of the year at brunch at St. Jack. Don't yeah. get the hash browns, folks, is the <laughs> upshot. Uh, I also love their cinnamon bun, which is this just insanely huge cinnamon bun, which I think they soak in Calvados. So if you're there, I highly recommend that. Um, next up for me is a salad, actually. Huh. The buttermilk ramp iceberg salad from your favorite, Yonder. Oh, uh, yonder, which is bringing back their lunch service, um, which is, you know, exciting news for me. Um, they make just a really lovely iceberg lettuce salad that, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm a glutton. It tastes delicious. I would puree up and puree it up and drink it in a smoothie, which uh, is disgusting to say. <laughs> I've said it before. I regret it. Take Sounds that. Great. Strike that from the record. Uh, my, another one of my favorite dishes from Portland is the Wafu Spaghetti alla Grigia with Bonito Pecorino MSG Butter. Wow. This is the first one I haven't known where it's from. From Scotch Lodge. Oh, Tim Martelli. Okay. I'm not sure if I tried that pasta. It, I probably did. I, I think the food at Scotch Lodge is absolutely fantastic for a bar or even if you consider it like a restaurant, which is not a restaurant, it'd be in my top 15 Restaurants in Portland, just based on the food. Wow. I really like the food there. Another one of my favorite dishes that Tim does is another like pasta dish. The Remember one that's like Fresno fettuccine? chili? Is yeah, that, that one. I love that oh, pasta that one's dish. Really good. I've, yeah, I've thought about putting that one on my list. Yeah, too. it's like. To be clear, uh, my list, which will probably will have come out in the Oregonian by the time you're listening to this, I have not actually finalized it yet. So some of the things here might be on it. Other things might be off of it. I don't know. Uh, next up for me is the crawfish dish that we had together at Gato Gato. Um, it came in, was it Coca-Cola? No, actually the ones that came in that sort of buttery broth with the Old Bay seasoning and that big hunk of uh, Hawaiian bread from Anish oh, yeah. Bakery. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, those were pretty delicious. Columbia River crawfish, who knew? Right. I mean, there's just so little meat on crawfish. <laughs> uh, and I actually have... I didn't know whether to include this on my outside of Portland or inside of Portland, but I'll include it inside of Portland because I had it in, in Portland. Uh, but it was from a, a chef from outside of Portland during feast. And this actually, I'm not, I didn't rank any of my dishes, but I kind of think this would probably be my dish of the year. Oh, and it's the, dun, dun, dun. The, 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 the Wagyu brisket from Aaron Franklin at the Aaron Franklin and Friends event. I'd never had Aaron Franklin's barbecue before and i didn't think it could live up to the hype but my god the snake river farms brisket that he used plus i mean it was just 
it was absolutely decadent. It was indescribable. It was so good. I I just I didn't think it, it, barbecue could, barbecue could be that good. Matt's is great. When Matt's is on, it's really on. Um, but my God, Aaron Franklin's brisket just just made me want to cry. I have one more that I'm hmm, probably a lock. I don't know. It's the goat taco from Matt's Barbecue Tacos, and that is not made with goat meat. Huh. It's the G O A T, greatest of all time taco from Matt's Barbecue, and it's essentially their sort of riff on a cheesy gordita crunch. Um, only with really good smoked meat and house-made flour tortillas made with lard that is wrapped around some cheese, and then there's also a corn tortilla, and then there's two types of meat, and it's totally insane and delicious. And you could probably eat one and have that be your lunch. Definitely two. (laughs) So anyway, that's pretty good. These are my favorite bites, dishes from outside of Portland. I actually ha- created a hashtag on Instagram where you can look up. I'm only going to list five, but you could look up. I have like ni- between 90 and 100 of these dishes. And the hashtag is hashtag GTF for Gary the Foodie. GTF Best Bites 2019. Hashtag GTF Best Bites 2019. If you want to look up my 93 or 94 favorite dishes of the year. I mean, I, I had thousands this year, uh, but I had to narrow it down to only five. And um, I'll start off. Au Pied de Cochon in Montreal. I had a foie gras nigiri with ponzu sauce. It was just, ugh. Do you, I, Michael, do you have any outside of Portland bites you want to mention? or you just? I didn't round them up. You just go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Um, at Angla, Los Angeles, I had a banana pancake with banana peel butter and a copious amount of caviar. It was just sweet, decadent, over-the-top goodness. And actually, uh, in Bill Addison, he, in his LA Times review, he talks about this dish too. Uh, another dish of mine, I usually, I, for some reason, I just don't like scallops. I don't know what it is about scallops. I just don't like them. I very... I very rarely have a good scallop dish or dish a uh, scallop dish that I, I even even remotely like, but I had my favorite scallop dish ever in my life at in Moshik in Amsterdam. It was a scallop with sweet corn, a mescal disc, and once again a copious amount of caviar. I really like caviar. <laughs> um, another one of my favorite dishes of the year was in Bangkok. And it was at Suring, and it was green eel dumplings with a cucumber sauce and parsley oil. And lastly, my, one of my top five favorite dishes of the year was from Takumi by Daisuke Mori in Hong Kong. It was tagliolini with black abalone in a black abalone liver sauce. Wow. I know, right? Hello. Yeah, and once again, go to the hashtag GTF Best Buys 2019 to see even more dishes. And just people look at, I mean, these dishes are just, not only were they amazing to eat, but fantastic to look at too. So please, enjoy. 
there were a couple of honorable mention dishes. I don't know. I, I there were a couple of really good food carts that opened in well, several really good food carts that opened in 2019. And I was just looking back at my favorites: um, Mata, Jojo, and Holy Trinity. Um, I think Holy Trinity's brisket um, is in the running for Portland's best now. I just had it a couple of days ago. And I think they're right up there with Matt's. So uh, I was really impressed with that. I also, while I was there, had a fried chicken sandwich at JoJo, which is right next door uh, on Southeast Powell. And that's in the running for the best fried chicken sandwich in Portland. So you could go and get those two things back to back. There's other tasty things like JoJo's at JoJo. Um, I also really enjoyed the fried chicken at uh, Bullard, which is uh, Doug Adams' spot. Um, and I understand you went recently too, because they last they, night. They, they, well, oh, I'm sorry. Well, it is. Well, we're recording on December. <laughs> this is a little Hollywood magic here. Yeah. But that was actually a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. but they had a special Thursday night fried chicken night. Usually right. it's Sunday. And and what did you think? I thought it was fantastic. I, I really enjoyed Dougie's fried chicken. I've had it before at Imperial. I'm assuming it's the same. Is it? Do you know if it's the same recipe? Same. Do you know if it's the same recipe? Like Thursday versus Sunday? No, I, no, no. Just uh, Imperial. The fried chicken was doing uh, that I don't think he was smoking the chicken first at Imperial. Okay. I'm sure, I think his technique probably has a lot in common, but okay. they, they, they do have a lot in common eating them. They're both kind of have that crispy, flaky, crunchy action, and they're delicious. Uh, decadent, and it's it was so moist inside, good. tender and moist inside. Cornbread, cornbread was a highlight, too, last night. Oh, right, 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 right. Couldn't stop eating the cornbread. The, um, you know... We were also, um, now that we've broken down our favorite dishes, we kind of wanted to talk about some new restaurants we're looking forward to. And, um, you know, I did break the news that Doug Adams and Jen Quist from Bullard are opening a fried chicken restaurant in southeast Portland. That's up there for me. Um, A couple of other pieces of news. Gregory Gorday is taking over a, uh, a, a, well, actually, we don't know where he's going yet. Um, I misspoke there. Gregory Gorday is le- leaving his executive chef position at departure to open a, a restaurant where the core of the menu will be Haitian focused, although the rest of the menu will be more global. Uh, and then the trifecta space, which, you know, RIP trifecta, that is going to become a new restaurant from Sean and Jamie King called Bar King. I wrote about that in the Oregonian as well. And that is um, going to be, I guess, you know, a, a very Japanese-influenced, um, a lot of really high-quality Wagyu beef there, although not necessarily the A5 cut that you would see in fine dining, but, you know, other things, like rump steak and that kind of stuff. So mm, looking forward to those three. What else comes to mind that you're looking forward to? In Portland, uh, there's Cafe Rowan, which is going to be kind of like, you're going to open for breakfast, weekday breakfast, weekday brunch, and one night a week dinner. And the owner chef is his first name is Spencer. I think his last name is Ivanko. He came from Public in New York City, which is Brad Farmery's now closed restaurant, but it had Michelin a Michelin star for many years. And it's going to be on Cesar Chavez in an old Starbucks location, just off Holgate. So I'm kind of intrigued by that. Um, outside of Portland. I'm, I am, I'm excited within, I'm just, I can't wait forever from Curtis Duffy. He used to own three Michelin star grace, had a falling out with his investor. He had a non-compete. So, um, he had to not 
Brutal. work for a couple of years. Jeez. And he's got his space, and he's working on opening Ever in Chicago. So the reason it's called Ever, he wants to create the greatest restaurant ever. <laughs> and I heard it's pretty much a blank. It probably is a blank check as far as what he wants to do to the space. Uh, St. John from Fergus Henderson, he's opening up uh, there in Culver City, California, L.A. County, which surprised everybody. Uh, St. John, London-based restaurant. He has a number of St. John's in London. I've been to the one, main one, loved it. Um, Enrique Olvera is opening a restaurant in downtown L.A. at some point this year. Uh, Massimo Bottura is going to Beverly Hills. <laughs> He's working with Gucci to open a restaurant on Ordeo Drive. I, I have no idea if this is going to be like an S, you know, kind of a shit show or whether it'll actually be. I don't know. I have just no idea. I mean, Botura is going to open up a restaurant in Los Angeles, which Crazy. is kind of cool. And lastly, Corey Lee is going to open up a Korean barbecue spot in San Francisco. I mean, I... I just, I, I'm just, I have no idea. I, is he gonna go like more low key, or is he going like fine dining, Michelin starred, like Korean barbecue? Well, we've, I, we've already seen one higher end place open in New York, Coat, Coat which it took a sort of aged steakhouse approach to the format. Once again, sponsored by Pawn Oak. I went with Pete and Son <laughs> and Jeremiah Stone from No Free Ads. Come on. From Contra and uh Wilder. We all went together and it was I really enjoyed my experience at Coat. Awesome. Yeah. Uh last up. Desserts. Wait, wait, desserts. Oh, okay. Again, go to my I created a hashtag GTF, Gary the Foodie, Best Desserts 2019. Well, I already talked about the bonbons at Jinju, which really come to mind as something that's my family and I have been enjoying. So, anything else in locally in Portland that you have? Uh, do you count the Cinnabon? Yeah, <laughs> Cinnabon bun. Sure. Okay, yeah. All yeah. right. Well, those are two we've kind of talked about in the last couple podcasts. What but... about uh, any pastries that you had this year? Um, there were a few, but why don't you uh, why don't you break us off with what you've got for desserts? Because you've got the bigger sweet tooth out of the two of us. Nightshades, Max. Boone who's since left, left for Ducasse in Bangkok, had a series of desserts, which were some of the best desserts I've had in the world. And the one I'll pick is the almond sorbet and tangerine ice. I believe it was on the cover of Food and Wine during the summer. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And another one is... Can you describe it for people? It... It's hard, like it's like it looks like circles, right? Circles within like bowls circles or something, right? Like right, bowls, bowls, within bowls within bowls, and underneath was almond sorbet. Mm. But it was so visually stunning. Um, you can Google it, <laughs> or just go to GTF Best Desserts 2019. <laughs> and uh, another, what was that hashtag again? Gary? GTF Best Desserts 2019. <laughs> uh, another LA GTFO. Yeah, another LA chef, Diane Ng, is at Auburn, and her desserts are really kind of creative on the very creative too my favorite of hers was a yogurt with mushroom caramel and she's now that max has left you know diane's just doing some really she may be the most creative uh pastry chef in la right now maybe one of the best one of the most creative in the country too auburn um at in chicago i went to kiko and i had what what sounds pretty pedestrian but for a reason it was just so rich and so 
memorable. It was Japanese milk bread with fermented honey ice cream and burgundy truffles. Mm, that sounds great. Yeah. And a dessert we had together. And it's another dessert. It's my, one of my favorite desserts of the year is Puyo. It's a corn cake with vanilla, cacao, vanilla and cacao. Oh, my God. So good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And lastly, um, Jessica Priopato is from Elan Ducasse at the Plaza Etine. She was named the Pastry Chef of the Year by Sam Pellegrino. And one of my favorite desserts of the year was what, her dessert of peanuts, soy mousse, salty caramel, and soy ice cream. Yeah, that's it. Those are my favorite Five favorite desserts of 2019, but go to the hashtag to see even more desserts and pastries. Uh, and last up, we wanted to talk a little bit about the places we want to visit in 2020 for eating. And the place in outside the U.S. that's top of my list is the same one that it was for 2019, which is Lima. I did not make it to Lima. I did make it to Mexico City and a few other places, but Lima is, you know, a lot of that is talking to Gary and some of the experiences he's, he's had. And then also just being a huge ceviche fan and, you know, wanting to practice my Spanish some more. Um, I'm hoping to get there in 2020, although it's probably unlikely. Um, domestically, um, I'm looking, I'm shooting to go to Minneapolis in the first quarter of the year. Really? So you can tell me where I should eat while I'm there. Uh, Demi, uh, Spoon of Stable, uh, I can give you more, yeah. but we'll we'll do that later. Take that off the air. Well, yeah. my, my best friend moved to Minneapolis oh. last year, so okay, yeah, I have a great excuse to go, and uh, hopefully we're gonna do a little cross country skiing and eat a lot of food. Oh, okay. Uh, and what about yourself? I always love going and looking. For, I always look forward to London and Paris. I can say that every year, but the one place that I haven't gone before that I'm looking forward to is Milan, and the restaurants like. I'm looking forward to like Krako and Tokiyoshi and Setta and Lume, Enrico Bartoloni, Contrast, El Luega e Aimol and Nadia, and all the different, you know, all the casual trattorias that I, I would like to try to visit some of them. And you know how much I love pasta. I'm hoping to find some amazing pasta in Milan. Great idea. Yeah. And hopefully you and me can find a place to go together somewhere yeah. in the U.S. of A. Right. <laughs> Mexico City was kind of hard for you, I know. Ah, not that bad. I mean, it would be nice if Portland to Mexico City had a direct flight. Right. For all the Delta employees who are listening. <laughs> I know there's at least a couple of you out there. Uh, bring it back. Uh, happy holidays, everyone. Thanks for listening to this short episode of Walkins Welcome. I'm Michael Russell. I'm Gary Okazaki. Talk happy holidays. Bye. Bye. Bye.